welcome everybody to episode number 12 of Beers in the Lot. We got a good show for you here. Today we're going to get into tryhards in men's league and in pickup. Uh, we also got uh, a little bit of conversation going about a certain shark off the coast of Amity Island. And uh, hockey, where, where do we go from here? Don't forget to follow us on the socials at Beers in the Lot. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcatcher. So let's get into it. Here we go. All right. You guys have your beers. C. C. C, Mr. Aaron. There's an election tonight. I need a beer. I don't know about you guys. Oh, boy. Some good cracks tonight. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but some good beer tonight. What do you got, Aaron? I'm uh, still on the uh, abolitionist ale works um wagon here i've got a best virginia barrel aged american wild air ale with peaches it's good it's tasty nice what are you drinking john i have a dogfish head uh sequence or sorry sequench Sequench. yeah i would say sequence (laughs) just because i like think in my head that's what that's what it should be but it's the uh it's a sour with uh, a little bit of lime Lime peel, some sea salt. I like it a lot. So yeah, just nice hel- and easy, simple sour. Yeah. Sounds those, good. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on a sour kick recently. So what about you, Eric? What do you I saw you pour something into a glass? I always have to pour into a glass. You're uh, fancy. I, I have <laughs> I have uh crooked crabs, uh haze for days, New England style IPA. Okay. Haze on haze. haze on haze for days. Haze on haze. Yeah, haze on haze on haze. Uh, crooked crab out of uh, Odenton, Maryland. So, nice. Mm, yeah. Very nice. Another local-ish brewery. You got a crab on your shirt too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Maryland crab theme tonight. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Pro crab <laughs> podcaster. Uh, Dan, Dan, yeah, Dan, big crustacean Danny. guys. Yeah, <laughs> huge crustacean guys. Uh, Dan, Danny, what do you have? I got a uh, abolitionist ale works as well. Haze of the new, so I'm going hazy oh. and abolitionist. So yeah, got some crossover going on. Yeah, yeah. cheers, right. boys. So we're enjoying some beers, right? As good we do. thing to do tonight. As we do. As uh, beer league hockey players, right? <laughs> <laughs> enjoy beers, enjoy the sport. Some people, I think, enjoy the sport more than the beer. What do we call them, Daniel? <laughs> Tryhards. Tryhards. Which isn't a bad thing all the time. Well, it's not a bad thing when they're on your team. It's a bad thing when you're playing against them in pickup. Yes. (laughs) And they're trying entirely too hard in a game like none of our games matter, right? Even (laughs) the ones that matter the most, quote unquote, they don't matter. (laughs) Still don't matter. Because we're still paying to play in them. <laughs> yeah, I haven't cashed a single check for my post high school hockey career. So <laughs> we're all just looking to get out of the house, have a few beers. Hockey is kind of like the afterthought at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, and pick up. 
don't try so hard. <laughs> Guys <laughs> in beer league, don't try as hard. <laughs> you know, I, it's, I was thinking about it today because uh, we had talked about this a couple days ago. Um, I was thinking back to Johnstown, right? And I was thinking about how the tournament ended up exactly how it was supposed to, right? Because we're not tryhards, I think. John may differ in a second, but <laughs> but we went two and one, right? Winning record and didn't have to play in the final on Sunday. We got to go eat a good breakfast and then drive home. So I think that was perfect. Mm-hmm. We tried just, just enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think we actually got eliminated on a tiebreaker, in fact. Well, that's cutting it close then. Yeah. Maybe we're trying too hard. <laughs> a little too close. That's one of those air quotes tiebreaker when really the team we <laughs> lost to on the tiebreaker it was seven nothing. But yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. Tiebreaker. We were out on tiebreaker, whatever you want to call it. We, we also want to like kind of... the year before what was it the year before we lost the tiebreaker on the penalties. Yes. Yeah. That was a f- we were watching yeah. the game. Actually, no, we won. Sorry, we won the tiebreaker and we uh i believe we threw our programs down and ran out of the arena because we were pissed we had to play later <laughs> yeah yeah we had less penalties than the team playing they took right. more penalties than they needed to and we were we were more vocal about the fact that the team that needed less penalties didn't do their job so we wouldn't have to play in the championship <laughs> right. game and the fact we actually played in the championship game right but which which was at three o'clock on a sunday yeah which is right. stupid yes. stupid <laughs> That's that's a long weekend for us already. And we knew yeah. we were gonna lose. Like it it was it was silly. Yeah. We wanted to go home. We do that. <laughs> but but I would I wanna kind of maybe clarify some things because I I'm sure we may get a tad bit of heat <laughs> for the tryhard. We skate, we like, you know, we attempt to play, but like there are certain things in the game that well, I shouldn't say we all won't do. Some of us won't do. Because <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> kind of battling in the corner a little bit some of us you know kind of enjoy that a little bit you know there's nothing wrong with that you know trying to to get to the scramble in front be the first one there stuff like that the empty net goal thing i'm not a big fan of that what's everyone else's take on the empty net goal thing just curious i don't believe in them personally no chance dumping in the corner yeah (laughs) daniel i got your back aaron I'm taking empty net. <laughs> empty net all day. Just take it. It's, it's an insult. It. You put it in the corner. It's an insult. If you ask Aaron, me. it's even it worse. <laughs> it's even worse. You tried for it. You got hurt and you didn't even get the empty net goal. Well, I got hurt you because get, the guy hauled get, me down. Come on. I will say, I will say it does depend on the score. It certainly depends it, on the score. All right. Okay. So Just, the score, okay. the score in our game, I would have dumped it in the corner. What was the score? It was like I, six. I, I believe it's six two, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was a four goal game. Why did with they like, pull, pull their goal? With like a minute left, <laughs> they were not scoring four goals in a minute. Now, now I'll make the argument. Game. I'll make the argument that if they're pulling their goalie, they think they have a chance. And if they think they have a chance, then they <sighs> do. It's Goodness written all over gracious. like the motivational posters <laughs> and stuff. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You probably follow that hell, hang in there kitty poster too, don't you? <laughs> I sure Aaron, do. Aaron, so we're talking about tryhards and that team thought they could come back. You know, if they really tried the last minute to score four goals, 
when they had 40 some minutes earlier, they're tryhards. So you got hurt yeah. trying against the tryhards. Eh, I got hurt because a guy <laughs> leapt five feet to get in front of me and interfere with me. <laughs> Cause I, he had no clue where the puck was and I did. And he was like, Oh, well I got to grab him. Cause the, the net's empty behind me. He was probably so startled. <laughs> someone was going for an empty net and a four goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be it. <laughs> it's also, it's also the mercury intake. You don't take enough mercury into your system. Oh, it's the tuna. Throughout right? the week, the tuna. Yeah, this is, this is the other not thing enough protein. About. Not enough protein. Not enough, not enough protein. Not enough tuna. Hashtag tuna gang. Need tuna a stronger gang. back. Yeah. <laughs> tuna does that. It's tuna proven will do that science. Too. You got to eat. The you mercury do. strengthens your spine. You, you got to do some deadlifts <laughs> and eat some tuna. Hashtag tuna gang. It's going to be a few weeks before I do any uh, deadlifts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it easy with the yoga already. <laughs> <laughs> The only deadlift I do is when I get out of bed in the morning. I'm not deadlifting <laughs> anything. No way. You lift your corpse out of bed. <laughs> That's how I feel some mornings, though. I just, I just feel like, like Quint waking up after you know the, he's been in the shark's mouth, just kind of floating there. Uh, R.I.P. Quint. We miss you. R.I.P. <laughs> You know, he got what he deserved after he killed the uh, killed the guy on the boat earlier. On the, the other boat. He he killed that other guy. For those curious, this is a Jaws reference that we debate almost constantly. This is also a Jaws well, podcast. Or also a Jaws podcast. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. You. This yeah. is a Jaws podcast too. More appropriately, Jaws conspiracy podcast. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> ben Gardner. That was his name. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben Gardner. Yeah. So Quint also killed Ben Gardner, though. So definitely, you know, he got what he he got what he deserved. So definitely killed him. He absolutely killed him. So and he if you don't the believe it, the shark. Exactly. What did Quint <laughs> say at the town meeting? He was like, "There's too many captains on this island." He wanted to be the only captain to go out and catch the the shark. That's right. So he killed so Ben Gardner. He killed Ben Gardner. I mean, they 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 found his body on the boat. I mean, exactly. The shark wouldn't have left the body. The shark would have eaten. The him. shark was eating people. It wasn't <laughs> leaving bodies. It was eating people. Ah, they left like so, like twenty percent of the the chick and the first swimmer or whatever. Exactly. Unrecognizable, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the deputy exactly. said. Exactly. Unrecognizable. So, this was no boating accident. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a boating accident. <laughs> He definitely killed Ben Gardner. Mm-hmm. He definitely wanted to take him out there and catch the fish. Yep. Well, the other the other thing is, uh, we we talked about that is now we go down this rabbit hole. Quint the whole time, <laughs> Quint the whole time wanted to die at sea. Yes, he, he did. He didn't. He. You could make the argument. I know we we're survivors guilt this, from I, the Indianapolis. Sure, exactly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he, he wanted to go into the water whether it was by the sharks doing or his own doing. That's right. He, he was not going back on that shore. Remember what he says when he, uh, when he tells the story of the Indianapolis, he says, I'll never put a life jacket on again. Death and wish. Then, and then when he knows that the boat's going to sink, when the orca is going to sink, he passes he gives, out the life jackets, but gives doesn't the life take jackets. one himself. Yep. Exactly. 
Exactly. He knew. See, he knew. He killed Ben Gardner. He went out there to commit suicide by shark. <laughs> if you don't believe any of this stuff, you go ask yep. Dreyfus's son because he tweeted a he bunch knows. of this stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, and tell me, and tell me when they're pulling up in uh, Hooper's boat to Ben Gardner's boat that they find right in the foggy night when they're out looking for the shark. Tell me if there isn't a yellow barrel in the water when they pull up to Ben Gardner's boat. 100%. And then tell me what does Quint use when they're going out <laughs> to catch the big shark? Big yellow barrels. Yep. It's all there. It's all there. That's right. Case Air closed. Tight. Case closed. <laughs> we solved yep. it. Our theory, our right. theory is more watertight than Bruce the animatronic shark. It worked was. on That's Ben. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we now it. we are full time Jaws podcast. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Jaws in the lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's some yeah. All right. Oh my. What else do we want to talk about? Okay. I guess we'll go to the youth hockey stuff. Oh, you want to do that? Okay. Okay. Well, there's more, Eric, okay. you want to start on the youth okay. and we can, you know, we'll so, do youth. So a good, your, yeah. All right. Like the kids you're coaching and then we'll work. Um, our, well, then we'll work our way up to like the OHL okay. and then so, NCAA. When we I were in Johnstown, good... right, there were some restrictions. We talked about those last week that we couldn't get into a lot of the places that we normally do. We couldn't do a lot of the normal sort of dinners and happy hours and late night snacks and drinks and things like that, right, because of the restrictions. Um, so we were kind of in our own COVID-restricted, uh, you know, beer league tournament. And even here at home, right, we're we're only playing pickups. There's no there's no leagues going on in Frederick. Hag Hagerstown has theirs, right? Um, mm -hmm. But as you kind of move around states and counties, there's different rules. Even amongst the ranks, there's different rules. And so, like with coaching uh, kids hockey, and you know, I'm at I'm at the twelve and under level. Um, you know, it's a, it's a bit weird, you know, we're all like the kids have to either get dressed at home or out in the parking lots. Um, you're not allowed in the rink, you know, but like 10 minutes before the ice time. And then you only have 10 minutes to leave because they have to do, uh, sanitizing procedures, uh, in between the ice times and stuff. Coaches like, I don't know We're all of my guys are wearing masks on the ice. Cause we have like we have like 40 kids on the ice. So maybe we're being too cautious about it. I don't know, but we all wear the masks um, when we're coaching, but everybody that's in the building has to have one on anyway, um, going in and out. Kids don't have to wear them on the ice, but going in and out of the rink, they have to have them. So things are like at the local level are still kind of locked down and, and weird. I think Danny and Aaron have been skating up the road um, in Hagerstown. Like what, mm -hmm what's what's the deal up there i know it's more open like you guys get yeah. to use locker rooms and stuff but yeah locker rooms I mean, showers yeah it's it's almost business as usual yeah mm. you just gotta wear a mask coming in nobody's checking but <laughs> yeah yeah i i still wear a mask because it's easy right you just put a mask yeah. on it's not really that uh life altering for me but 
yeah, locker rooms are still open and showers and that's, that's about it. Hmm. I mean, there's, there's nothing too crazy. I doubt that they're still sanitizing the locker rooms in between uses usage, <laughs> but I don't, I don't care at this point, really. I mean, it's so fairly normal. Think... It's fairly normal where, where, where we yeah, are in Hagerstown, but that stuff is so, it's so weird. Like it just, cause that's almost like the way it was when we went up the road right. to the tournament, mm-hmm. you know, we had locker rooms and everything. Um, you're supposed to wear masks in and out of the building uh, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think it's, it's kind of interesting because if you kind of, if you project some of this and then you think back to like the NHL return to play and the, and, and the bubbles and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, and now the, the NHL saying they're probably not going to start up until after the first of the new year, right. Or the first of the year. Um, so now like what hockey do we have to look forward to Yeah, <laughs> since it's like, it's already November and there's no, like, there's nothing on TV. Um, well, when's, I mean, when's the world junior championship? Tonight, but, well, that's supposed to be, you know, the end of December, right. In between Christmas and then, and new year's, but that's the um, earliest hockey that I've heard of. Well, uh, a lot of the NCAA conferences are talking about starting. Um, I know Big Ten has a pretty solid plan to start uh, a couple weeks from now. I think like November 13th, 14th, something like that. They're actually going to do a bit of traveling, which is interesting. The other big conference like Hockey East, you know, they kind of have an advantage because they're all in New England. They're all around Boston, most of the teams. Uh, very little travel. It's probably easier to control what goes on there. So I don't know. Like, we'll see. I know, like, major juniors have tried to start, and that's <laughs> it's been kind of a mess. Like, the, the Quebec League started and had to suspend. They have, like, red zones in, in Quebec where they're not allowed to play games in certain towns. I don't know which ones, but it's kind of weird. I, yeah, and I know um, they're they're kind of like split between what's going on, and what's not. I know like Ramuski, they're playing you know exhibition games, and then there was a big thing this week with the OHL where they can start after the new year, kind of almost on the NHL timeline. But they're saying, and this hasn't been a hundred percent verified. They're saying no body contact which is kind of goofy because they're allowing the kids in the locker rooms. You're still going to stand, you know, in between face-offs and during play in corner and whatnot, but no body contact in, in terms of checking. But as we all know, just playing men's league, like you're going to bump being in a, in a physical area. And plus, you know, I don't think it's going to be more team to team infections. It's going to be inside your own bubble as a team. That's the way the stuff is pretty much spread well if you're playing defense on somebody whether you check them or you try to take the puck from them you're going to be inside that six feet anyways yeah so what does exactly. taking but, checking out of it have to do with it? but how how long are you even in that area well i would you argue know, like, if you check somebody you're going to be out in and out of that area quicker right even if even <laughs> if you're even if you like let's say it's a 50 50 puck right and you and I race for it, 
and we get there at the same time and we bump and one of us gets it and then skates away that interaction is what like a second two seconds right right is is something really going to happen in that time what about board battles? If if you're going to transmit COVID nineteen to somebody hmm. on the ice, it's going to happen in a board battle. Like, well, and right, is that maybe, prohibited? maybe, like, maybe, yeah, and that's yeah, and that's maybe kind of that if content. it's going to happen, that's where it's going to happen. Like, if it's going to happen, that's, that's a huge stretch. If you ask like, me, like if you're going to get it as a player, you're going to get it. It's going to be face off in the room. You're not going to get yeah, it yeah, on the ice. You're not going to get it on the ice. You're going to get it in the room. You're going to get it you know, in the hotel, you're going to get it on the bus. You're going to get it. You know, that's, well, and that's kind of the funny thing about that where I'm, I'm very confused. So like, and I don't know a hundred percent, you know, the, all the geographical towns in the Quebec major junior hockey league and the OHL and the WHL, but those kids take a lot of bus trips. So yeah, that's where those, the in, but isn't there team, workings that that's where those kids unfortunately are going to transmit it to each other and team but officials are, are, and then so on and so aren't forth. there but but aren't there lessons to be learned like from the nhl bubble not saying like those leagues have the resources to do that because that costs many hundreds of millions of dollars it did it was very expensive off. probably in the billions range of dollars to pull it off right um <clears throat> but aren't there lessons there about how to keep teams separate from each other um, and keep them isolated, at least within their own bubble of the team. And then can't the teams put procedures and protocols in place amongst their staffs and their players and say, look, understand like all the players are probably billeted, get those families involved. Hey, we're, we're going to be as careful as possible to protect the players to make sure that they can play as an organization, including the billet families, including the staff, anybody that's involved with the team um, to minimize the risk and make it work. Right. And then somebody's got to be because it was the Ontario provincial provincial government that said no, body contact right correct so somebody's got to be working with the government then to say these are the measures that we're going to put in place to make this work um and minimize the risk you you guys have to understand that the body contact isn't the place you know yeah what it sounds like to me somehow a canadian didn't play hockey and then found his way into a government position where he made this decision. <laughs> well, oh, well, I, well, I think I, I, I mean, what? <laughs> well, There's no we way. Were, no, I, was, <laughs> um, no I, I mean, I kind of, you know, I think it may be their way of kind of, you know, doing everything they can without shutting it down, kind of thing, possibly. But then I think Riggs you mentioned something. I don't think it, it's definitely not hockey's. It's not WCHA. Is it NCHC? NCHC is doing, they're calling it uh, a pod, but they're, so they're, they're going to have two things that they do during their regular season. They're going to split the conference into two groups and each group is going to play within themselves. Um, 
I think it's based on geographic areas uh, and they'll play like home and home kind of things. I forget if it's like they play each other like four times or whatever inside the groups. Then they'll seed for playoffs. And when they go to the playoffs, they'll go into what they're calling a pod instead of a bubble. Okay, real original. Um, and I think the the pod's supposed to be in Omaha, uh, cause that's, UNO has the big rink, right? Yeah. Um, so they'll do their own sort of bubble thing for their playoffs and conference, uh, championship there. But like for them, it works cause they're all, they're all kind of in the same area, right? So the travel's not a big deal. I think also a lot of the a lot of the the collegiate conferences they've been trying to schedule games to start or to occur when most of the schools are on their big like fall or winter breaks so if they are playing on campus most of the student population is away right because they're on break i know that was a big thing for for big 10 starting in November, uh, most of those schools have a big long fall through, you know, sort of holiday time break. So student population isn't there, makes it easier to isolate student athletes, you know, so they can minimize the risk. When I, I read something today regarding world juniors about Owen powers for, or is it power? I think it's Owen power for Michigan where they may not loan him to the Canadian world junior team because he plays in Michigan for Michigan Wolverines ice hockey to go there. He would have to have a 15 day quarantine. Yep. It's a, and the way they're doing the camps this year, at least with team Canada and team USA that I'm aware of is they would all go to Edmonton. They'd be in their own board bubble for the world juniors. It would be like, so a 15-day quarantine plus a 30-day camp and game section. And then when he comes back stateside to Michigan, it's another 15 days. Yeah. So yeah. they're saying academically and then also athletically, it it will do a lot for the for Owen. Not to go. <laughs> not to go. Yeah. Because academically, yeah. it'd be very tough for him because they're still apparently in semester slash starting semester. Yeah. So I guess they would have to work some things out there. And then also... I don't even know because I haven't seen anything with Big Ten releasing anything ice hockey schedule wise, you know, what what their schedule is going to be like. But similar, I guess, to all the other conferences, they're going to try and schedule games during that break. Yeah, I I know I know for sure they're starting this month. And I know I had I read in a couple places where it's going to be like starts and stops where they'll they'll play like through. A, a major, you know, school break period. So this fall winter one, and then when student populations come back, they've they've kind of built in decision points. I think where they say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna hold off until like the next break, or if they figure out a way to you know make it work. But that it sounded a lot like the conferences were trying to jam everything in to like this November, December, January time period and then figure out the rest of the season and playoffs later. Yeah. Which I thought was weird uh when I read it back in July and August. Um but now it sounds like 
like NCHC is going to try and do a bubble like thing. It sounds like Big Ten's going to try to limit the travel by only playing like four times, I think, each team. And they're going to, they're, they're, there's some independent teams, right? That don't, they're not in conferences like Arizona State. Yep. They, they're going to schedule games with Big Ten, but they have to play everything on the road. Yeah. And I saw, <laughs> so like there's, I saw there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah. I saw Minnesota State <laughs> Mankato schedule. They have like a normal, like if it, if it was last year's schedule, essentially. They they have home and road games with Alaska Fairbanks and Alabama Huntsville, so they're Whoa. they're Oof. they're going there and then <laughs> so they have like they have a few games against, um, Bemidji and, uh, Michigan Tech. So those are somewhat close for them. But, yeah, that's not bad. But I mean, if you look at those, the Huntsville games and then like I said, the Alaska games. That's those are going to be interesting travel and those NCAA teams. <laughs> they travel coach too. So yeah, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We do as well. Um, but <laughs> but you know, like yeah. But that, we're not we're not we're not doing it now. Exactly. We're not doing it as like you know uh, our futures don't depend on it. Correct. Division one athlete trying to you know land. Well, first of all, don't get sick through the airports. Yeah, please don't. And then land, and then go perform in the games, and then don't get sick in the airports, and then come back. Like, yeah. You know, well, and then, and I guess too, like if you're a prospect this year, especially, like this is going to be such a weird year because your your practice schedule most likely it could work to your benefit depending on who you are. Your practice schedule is going to go up significantly, whether you're working with your skills coaches, strength coaches, etc. But your game, you know, to hopefully, let's say, if you're a kid on that borderline bubble of first to mid second, you may fall a lot lower now that could work in your benefit in terms of, you know, you, you're a steal for an NHL club, but if you're, you know, hoping to cash in on a first round, you know, that entry level deal on the first round, it, it looks like it's not going to happen because you're going to have a much smaller sample size this year. And then the kids over in Europe. Yeah. They're, they're on a different set of rules altogether. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I think like if you, if you're talented, um, somebody's going to see yeah they'll figure it out one way or another it's just more of those kids that are kind of you know jockeying for spots where you know a strong world junior may help them or Mm. really good ncaa if you're undrafted or you know you're some of those kids trying to get invited to development camp for a team you know those games kind of help you out more than practice yeah but practice ultimately helps you more in terms of your development but you have yeah. to show your game tape. So, and then and then there's the NHL. Exactly. <laughs> we don't and we don't really know what's going to happen because the AHL and the East Coast League. I I do hope all those teams get, you know, I hope they start because that that's important for a lot of those guys that are in those positions because not only do they depend on it kind of for a paycheck, but you know they're in they're in it for the long run. They're not they're not just there to. You know, just play men's league like, like us. They they want to get to the next level. They want to break an NHL squad or even the East East Coast guys. They want to make an AHL squad. So yeah, like, I hate I hate to compare it, but how is the NFL doing it? Because not well. You're seeing you're seeing well. You're seeing guys like the teams are still playing, but you'll see guys get uh, 
not suspended, but like they can't play, right? They get or they have like a, a they have a like couple this, weeks or something. Yeah, they have like this special. I just saw it today. There was a player. I don't remember what team it was because I don't really follow NFL anymore. But like there was a player that got moved to like a special IR list. Cause like normally in the NFL, if you get put on IR, you're done, right? Like right. that's it for the season. Mm-hmm. I think you burn a year of contract and like whatever, but um, I don't know how it works, but they had like a special COVID IR list and they moved this player to it, but didn't announce anything else. Like didn't say, oh yeah, positive quarantining. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to do some sort of quarantine procedure for the team or, or staff or whatever. It was right. just like, oh, yeah, this guy goes on the COVID-19 IR list. And then that was the end of the story. Yeah. I don't think that's I, – I don't – like, I'm sure yeah, yeah. they've there's made There's got to be a lot of guys but... not – yeah, there's got to be a lot of guys <laughs> that are, like, not – you know not saying anything right there's got to be a lot of people who are uh aren't seeing symptoms but are still playing right well and but they have like but they have like 50 guys on a team right and they got all the coaches and trainers how has there not been an outbreak of a team we saw we saw the titans i think right yeah them and then two or something new england had some stuff they've had probably like NFL had problems early on, though, I think, right? Well, no, because Humphreys from uh, the Ravens got he, – he came out yesterday, or was it today? I can't remember. Humphreys, who plays for the Ravens, they played the Steelers on Sunday and lost. Way to go. Um, <laughs> but he came out today and said, I got the Rona. He tweeted it out, which I think is another <laughs> issue. Because I, I think, like you were saying, yeah, I think – I think what you were saying, Riggs, like, I don't think the player is supposed to really come out and say anything. I think it's supposed to be very hush hush. But he played on Sundays. So I find it hard to believe no, that he played but... and then got tested. Yeah. But then also the uh, the Josh Turner thing from the Dodgers. Like, that's Justin even. Turner. Or Justin, sorry. That, that's I even. I do follow baseball. I know. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I always think Josh. It's redhead. You think I'd figure it out? But um, but yeah, he he got dinged in the middle of the game, and had to come out. Yeah, and you would you yeah. would think the MLB would kind of have. Yeah, but they had issues. <laughs> they they had issues from the beginning with like whatever, like however they were doing testing and whoever they were using for testing was slow. Yeah. So you know, guys were guys were showing up to the ballpark testing and then uh you know they're working out or playing in games and then three days later four four days later five days later the test comes back positive meanwhile they've been around all their buddies they've been around the staff they've been around the ballpark and you know that's why like Miami had to shut what down for hell? a minute. St. Right? Louis did for like, a little bit, I think. Yeah. Well, so, and especially you think like baseball, those guys are pretty close. They sit in the dugout. They're all hanging on the railing there in the dugout, which is just awesome. I do love that about baseball. They they always look like they have a good time in the dugout. They're they're more like hockey players than exactly. NFL football players. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They're they're very close. Is, 
you do see yeah. a family type thing. I mean, yeah, it is. And they're all hang. They're all hanging out together, right? If if we learned anything from this experience, it's it's that exposure over time, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're just around people, it's just like anything else. It's, you know, if you're around somebody that has the flu or a cold or something, the the infection pattern's the same, I think. And if you're hanging out in close proximity with people and they're sick, chances are you're probably going to get sick. But the going back to the on ice thing, that's where I'm like, the body contact thing doesn't make any sense to me. Even Even being on the bench for a minute or two next to someone is there risk sure but is it that high i don't think so i think i think your high risk areas are in the room uh you know and and hanging out together i think that's where it is i i don't know why everybody gets hung up on the body contact and body checking thing yeah i would tend to agree that i i would think the board battles like aaron said getting tied up with somebody against the board. But even that, that, even that, that would be how, more how of a risk. Are, how long are we here, you know, right? tied up like five, six, seven seconds. Yeah. And then right. the not long. You might, you might have a higher risk of getting infected by being the guy who screens the goalie. Because if the goalie has it, <laughs> then he's been breathing that area for a while you know like that's it's, 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 it's we're stretching then, so far on both these scenarios but yeah but but then think think about it too right like i mean we're in rinks all the time they're pretty noisy places right why are they noisy when we're there it's not because there's fans it's because there are fans yeah. like machines that are pumping air Mm -hmm. constantly cold air constantly moving it through uh dehumidifiers right the dehumidifiers themselves are removing droplets from the air right i don't know i mean i don't know it seems really i don't know about all that but like just just the interchange of the air uh you know even if somebody was standing in one place for a long time you know the the air is constantly changing so right i I just don't well one of the things like i I read about this recently that one of the reasons why radon is actually a big problem in people's houses is because people would smoke in their basements and the radon would piggyback on the smoke particles and that's how people got cancer from radon so that's why they're saying droplets it's because it's actually piggybacking on the humidity in the air so uh, in rinks where there's no humidity by design, <laughs> I, I feel like that's, it's really low risk being in a rink, I, especially because they design the airflow pattern specifically yes. by putting the dehumidifiers in separate corners so that yeah. you get this circular pattern. Yeah, there's no yeah. way. There's yeah. just and, the, and the risk is super low. And even, rink, even, if, if even if you didn't have that, even if you didn't have that, our interactions on the yeah. ice are so brief. Exactly. That I like the risk isn't on the ice. I I really believe that. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, not a scientist. (laughs) I just read stuff. (laughs) But but I like your exposure time on the ice is so brief. I would be more concerned about long term exposure in the room uh, for the guys that are traveling on buses, uh, you know, for the guys that are staying in hotels, like that kind of stuff. 
the guys who are having beers in the lot. <laughs> no, but see, that's outside. That's outside. It, 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 it's outside, outside, so it's another changes it's, to the different venues. And it's very easy to distance in a parking lot. It is. It is. <laughs> Everybody can stay in their own parking space. <laughs> and this past chair. Sunday, it was, it was, yeah, this past Sunday, it was very windy, so a lot of air movement. <laughs> the yeah, just, just the just air was moving a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not a doctor, not a scientist. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for tonight. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcatcher, and follow us at Beers in the Lot on all the socials. Thanks for listening.